You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Living the good fat life with your host Karen and Sherry. They'll help everything align for your body, soul, and mind. The good fat life. Whether change comes slow or dramatically. Good Fat Life will help you sort things out organically. <laughs> Every time. Every time. I should have that on the tape at home to, you know, hit. hit. Yeah. It's time to laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's time to start anything, really. It makes you feel good. Like you can do anything. Thank yeah. you again, yeah. Wally Pleasant, for that great song. Yeah. Thanks, Wally. So how are you, Karen? I'm feeling grateful and thankful. Thanksgiving was so lovely um, and beautiful and um, different. How, how about you? How was your Thanksgiving? The same thing. It was incredibly different. It was just my husband and I and the cats. <laughs> and um, and But it was beautiful. It mm-hmm. was beautiful. The day was, um, yeah. Just perfect, right? It, it was just perfect in its imperfection, right? Yeah. Um, we had a great time. I cooked. I've I've fallen in love with cooking again. Yeah. And uh, been since being home, and and I'm just finding I love. I'm really having fun being in the kitchen. Did you do the whole Thanksgiving uh, fair, or did you do something different? Did you do American style or I different did. cultures? I know I did everything. Um, the you know the turkey and the, but instead of it being a twenty five pound turkey, it was a twelve pound turkey, mm-hmm. which is much more manageable, right? <laughs> right, right. And I made some bread pudding and some avocado based things, but everything was um, really adapt. The recipes were all adapted to be um, Mediterranean paleo friendly. Oh, that sounds lovely. And so it really yeah. was. It was that was fun, and I didn't have to worry about you know the kids saying. This isn't like grandpa's. <laughs> right? It sounds like it would make great leftovers too, right? Yeah. The leftover it, possibility. Sounds it did. amazing. Yeah. It did. So, um, that's great. Yeah. And I love the picture that you uh, posted on Good Fat Life magazine of your Thanksgiving. What a beautiful oh. table oh, thank you. you guys set. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We were trying to, uh, just send out like a wish, a, a gratitude of love and light and just spirituality for the people that we, um, are no longer with us here on the earth and just send forward, um, best wishes for all of us. So that was, um, something that we put our time and effort to. I'm not much of a cook, but we made a lovely table. <laughs> you do. You do. You make a, luck, you know? make a lovely table. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so let's just. Show the magazine for a quick yes. sec, and then we'll introduce our guest. So again, guys, so Good Fat Life magazine is really the reason why we're here. Um, this uh, drives everything. And uh, if you guys can go to www.goodfatlife.com, and you can uh, subscribe to it uh, digitally or get it to your home. Um, we're really excited. Um, we're going to try to get it out to more people. Uh, we have new ideas um, to involve people and sort of adapt uh neighborhoods and staffs and be uh, there for them. So start looking more in your neighborhood and in your wellness centers. Um, and then if you click on it, you can look in your mailbox for it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So let's, um, we have an amazing guest. I, and I just I know. told her that I, this is a, like probably the first holiday in my life where I couldn't wait till Monday morning. So, um, yeah, that I'm was, really excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So why don't you tell our, our audience a little bit about her? <clears throat> 
Yeah. How blessed are we, Sherry, that we just when we think we've no, we've run out of interesting people we know, we just get keep getting they just keep getting more and more interesting and fascinating. We're, we are so lucky and blessed, like, just to have all these people in our Good Fat Life community. But her name is Jess Jackson. Um, I had met her um, sort of on Zoom um, at a woman's woman conference, um, the uh, Washtenaw Women's Conference, right? Yeah. WXW. And WXW. And um, her name, she is an MBA and an MED. Um, She's a content strategist, writer, designer, community architect, educator, and healing practitioner. Um, she has a human-centered approach cultivated by direct service in, ed- in education and has impacted a wide range of national and local community, community-based community activism. That's easy for me to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll be yeah, easier for her to say. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's bring, bring Jess on. on. Yes. Hey, Jess. Thank you for joining us. Hi, how are you? I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so happy to have you here today. Thank you. <laughs> so I don't even know where to begin. Sherry, do you have the first question? Oh, so Jess, you have a gap too. And, 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 uh, there's a word for that. And one of my and one of my friends who has when she has an annual gap party, it's like this week of every year. And it is, it's That's just fantastic. so much fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like to celebrate the gap. Right? Yeah. So uh, it's funny because my whole life I wanted to close this gap but now that I I feel like it's become a part of a recognizable brand right like, yeah, yeah like something for sure folks it, like uh, Lauren Hutton right yeah, yeah. There, there is there's lots of great mm-hmm. sto- stories about yeah closing the gap and then in, in my case I had braces and it just came right back so I said <laughs> embrace it right? <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so start mm-hmm. why don't you start um, you have so, so many areas that we could talk to you about so why don't you start with your you know, what's at your core is who you are and everything spreads out from there. So how's that work? Does that work for you? Yeah. So what I really appreciate about Good Fat Life is that you're all about helping folks get aligned to who they are and become their best versions of themselves, right? Um, And you share resources and opportunities. And that's what I think my whole trajectory has been, right? Um, My work started in education in the classroom and in high schools, um, working with youth from under-resourced communities, helping them navigate to college and, and get access to a quality education and hopefully start to close some gaps, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that kind of inspires and fuels me um, in everything that I do. I think about my students. I think about the kids in my classrooms. And I think about what access looks like and what does it look like to create opportunities for folks to self-actualize in order to be their best selves. Um, and so that that has taken me to a lot of different areas, right? Like I've worked on college campuses. I've worked for nonprofit organizations. I've done consulting. Um, I currently work in um, talent and performance development um, with Torrance Learning. That's that's how we're connected to WXW out of Washtenaw County. Um, I also do a lot of side hustles like many millennials, right? Um, And all of that uh, relates to creating access and creating pathways for folks to find themselves in industry um, and be their best selves and thrive. Um, And so I think that who I am at my core, I'm a developer. I like um, to help people become their full authentic selves. I like to create spaces for them as their full authentic selves. And I like to show up as my full authentic self um, in order to normalize and actualize that. Wow. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, so, um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Jess, uh, one thing that um, really stuck out when you had your um, talk on WXW is you said, I, I rely on my ancestors. So while you were talking, I was thinking, well, where does this come from? Does that come from your ancestors? And then talk a little bit about what you meant when you said that. Yeah. So I feel like I have a lot of ancestors that guide me, right? Like I am a, a Black queer woman, right? So a lot of my ancestry is related to a lack of access, right? And literal um, exploitation and oppression. And there's a, there's a negative history associated with being um, the with having your lineage related to 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 um, folks who were enslaved, right? Um, but I think that what I use my spiritual practice a lot of times taps into my ancestor power, um, and it helps me to be more resilient and present, and also normalize some of the things and opportunities that weren't available to them, right? Like rest. When we talk about things, like we just came off of Thanksgiving. I don't know how many of you did, but I spent lots of time sleeping and just being in my body Mm -hmm. and being present with myself. I read, I watched, I binged on Netflix. I took baths. I like did a lot of self-care. And that, that kind of is fueled by my ancestors didn't get to do that. Right. Um, So I think that part of my life is about healing um, and connecting to um, generations that came before me um, and uh, helping to like heal some of the wounds that that exist there. So connecting to my ancestors is something that also allows me to have a lot of gratitude in my life, right? Um, it allows me to recognize how some of my talents and strengths stem from um, folks, and it, it just makes me feel connected to something larger than myself. I'm a, I am a product of a lot of different. Um, a lot of different histories, a lot of different strengths, a lot of different vicissitudes. Um, and it kind of reminds me that I can get through anything I put my mind to. <laughs> I just want to cry. So true. It's like you're saying things that totally make sense that are sort of um, in the vernacular, but you don't like you're putting words to it. So thank you for that. That's yeah. very important. Yeah. Um, so Okay. No, you just articulate things beautifully. And I never thought about self-care. Um, I, I, the, just so you know, the theme for 2021 for the magazine is, you know, exquisite self-care. And as you've said, it's not just, you know, it's just not the typical things like we think of have a massage or, you know, a pedicure. It's so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. And, but I never thought... I guess I never stopped and thought about the people in, you know, all of our lives who maybe never had the opportunity to just get good rest. Um, that in and of itself is is quite a gift, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that it's interesting because I think self-care looks different for everyone, right? Like one right. of the things I'm doing now, um, I have a lot of digestive issues, right? Um, and so I am my best when I maintain a vegan diet. I don't like maintaining a vegan diet because I love cheese. And I also don't like the rapid weight loss that comes with it because it puts a lot of attention on my body and people are always complimenting me on my weight loss. And I don't find that as a compliment. Um, I actually would rather not folks not focus on my body. I'd rather you focus on my energy, my spirit. Um, And so, but I, I know that for me to be my full best self, I need to eat a certain way. I need to maintain a certain diet, but I'm not a good cooker. Who, <laughs> like, I'm not a good cooker. So I, I just outsourced 
a month of food. Uh, I have a meal prep like and that to me is saving time, allowing oh, yeah. me to mm-hmm. not do right. things that don't bring me joy and getting me nourished and, and getting me nourished with good things. So I think that self-care and wellness is really dependent on what your body needs. And some folks like people, especially entrepreneurs, especially folks with 17 side hustles, you, <laughs> right. you need some rest. You need some rest. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And I, no, those are great points. And yeah. it is going to be different for everybody. Yeah. And I like how you came at it realistically, because in the past, I would have been like, oh, I'm going to be a vegan. I'm going to learn how to do all the vegan, you know, cooking. And then I'm going to write a vegan cookbook. And, you know, <laughs> and it's really, I can barely, you know, <laughs> then I go back to eating cheese and everything. Yeah. But yeah, so you do it realistically, really well thought out. So it does work for you and it works for others. And talk to us a little bit about how you'd rather not people notice your body because that is um hard for people to understand right because they think that they're being kind and nice so explain that to us a little bit yeah i think that it's it's that reframing right about what does you really need to analyze the root of why you're making that compliment so a lot of times i did i did the vegan thing where i did all my meals like for a year i was maintaining a vegan diet and doing all the recipes doing all those things i lost 75 pounds um because my energy levels were higher, because I wasn't putting stuff that makes me feel lethargic and, and sleepy in my body, um, because I was active, more active because I was more energetic. Um, but the intention for me was never to lose weight. The intention was not to be sick. I had flu like because of my digestive system, I had flu like symptoms three, four times a week, right? Like that mm. wasn't a pleasant life for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when folks started putting attention on my weight loss, it just made me hyper anxious. And, and as someone who has lived in a bigger body for her, my full life, um, it, it drove that like desire to be thin. And it made my eating habits about something that it, it wasn't about and put a lot of pressure and stress on me. Um, and so I think that folks oftentimes compliment weight loss because they think that's what folks want or that they're desiring. But I just want to feel well. Um, I, and I want to be able to perform at my best. Um, and I want to show up as I am. I want to be authentic to who I am. And so like focusing on making my life about changing myself constantly in ways that are to please other people and external um, like values around body image that have been placed on us is not, it's not fair. Um, it, it makes my health and my, my wellness centered on something that's not actually what I want. Um, and so I think that when it comes to folks drawing attention to weight loss or body, we're feeding we're feeding the monster when we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's out of good intent, we're focusing on something that I, I can only speak from a cis woman perspective in my own perspective. But as a woman, that's that's what we're trained and socialized to believe about ourselves. It's like we constantly need to be present this way. We need to be this then we need to do these things. And, and I'm trying to take the focus away from from those like socialized norms of beauty and, and things that can be quite toxic in our develop. I'm thinking about like younger Jess, right? Like, and what it felt like to grow up in a classroom and be ashamed and not, not raise my hand. Cause I'm scared of what people might say about my arm fat, you know, like these are things that have haunted me. Totally can relate to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's-, that's, that's what, that's what the more that we, even in positive ways, the more that we're calling out, 
things about body without it being someone's priority is the more that we normalize that. Um, And so I think that folks just need to realize that it's all connected. So instead, just you seem really energetic lately, right? Like I see you being active and you have high energy. I would love that compliment because that's what that's about for me, right? Um, I'm not sick anymore. Like I actually can get up in the morning without a stomach ache. Those are things. That's why I'm doing this. Is uh, you look well? Is that that something that's? Are you yeah. look great? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Or you're vibrating <laughs> yeah. high today. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's I, just when you yeah. start to associate the great looking with yeah. thinness, right? Like you're mm-hmm. you're starting to normalize that again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've gone through a little bit of that too. Um, and people say, "What happened? You were so thin." And I'm like, "Well, that wasn't really healthy for me." And they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, "Well, it just wasn't a healthy space for me. It really was, you know." Or or when I was really heavy, no one liked it. But when I got thin. A lot of people would say, um, I don't like you, Thin. <laughs> it just be like amazing to me how much uh, people uh, cared about that or thought about it. You know, they felt like they thought about it more than I did. So it's sort of so I good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, so no. So tell us about the um, uh, with the cannabis. Uh, yeah, you're, changing, you're mar- ch- changing the marketing image that's or the whole the whole topic around it. Yeah. Tell us about your B and B and. And uh, and uh, we did, I did I had no idea that there was a uh, a body uh, issues in the cannabis community. I had no idea. So this is fascinating. I mean, I'm sure once you start saying it, it'll be like it'll make sense. So yeah, yeah. I think that marketing generally, right? Like um, curvy and plus size women make up six sixty percent of the market, right? Like most of us are a size twelve or greater. That's what they consider plus size. Um, but we only make up 2% of marketing images. So we're not included at the same proportion that we exist in society in marketing, right? Um, and I, I, I'll i go back to my core, right? It's about helping people and helping spaces uh, be able to hold space for full authentic people, right? Like without people having to put on veils or masks, I want folks to show up as themselves. Um, and when I was in grad school, actually, I was in the MBA, um, one of the assignments was to look at different industries and companies you would want to work for, right? Um, so it was like my capstone project, you started doing research. And at the same time, my sorority sister out of LA launched uh, her product line called Apothecary. Mm-hmm. Um, and her it's a high-end carrying case for Canasaurs is what she calls them. Um, But essentially, she's a single mom and was using cannabis to help mediate um, anxiety. She was also an executive producer in in television. So she had a lot of stress um, and was using um, cannabis to medicate. And uh, but shoot like a shoebox under the bed wasn't keeping her son safe, wasn't keeping her. And so she started to tell this story around in her marketing, she started to tell the story about why she was using cannabis, what it was helping her with. And she started to normalize it for me. Um, And then I started looking into the industry. Um, And what I realized is that in some instances, black and brown folks are 10 times more likely to be criminalized for um, cannabis uh, related offenses. And we still only make up 4% of the entrepreneurs in the industry, right? So there's a huge gap when it comes to access to um, the industry and also who's receiving um, and experiencing the harm of criminalization and prohibition, right? Um, So that automatically fueled me like, wow, we need to start getting, creating pathways for folks to have access to this industry. 
Um, and then as I started doing my own research and understanding myself and my needs, um, I have, so my digestive issues often interact with um, SSRIs and antidepressants in, in ways that I can cope with my mental illness um, in, in really negative ways, right? So I was looking at other therapeutic ways to manage some anxiety and depression. Um, and I realized that cannabis and THC was an option for me. So I became a patient and moved back home and then started, we passed the um, adult use uh uh, we, we made it legal in Michigan. And so I started looking into the industry as an opportunity to grow and advance as an, like if I'm creating pathways, I need to be able to do it myself. Right. And that was like a really awkward transition for me as a former educator, a former teacher. Um, and, and now kind of advocating and talking about cannabis as a tool for wellness when it has been so stigmatized, rightfully so, right? Like we've seen people go to jail. We've seen people, um, have disordered use, which affects their life. Like there are lots of reasons why communities have stigma around the plant. What I started to do was educate myself, right? And learn the history. The reason why um, things have been prohibited um, is because of, because of racist propaganda, right? Like, so they used um, in, when we were uh, moving into, um, they use lots of slander, lots of uh, propaganda to get people to not want to use a plant that has been sacred to indigenous communities um, for, for centuries, right? Um, so they've criminalized culture, they've created a prohibition, and we've fueled a pharmaceutical industry that has, um, uh, that has like not always the best intent around wellness, right? So I yeah. think that the more I started to educate myself on the system, the more that I was interested in the industry. And so that's where my work in content marketing has happened, right? Like it's an opportunity to educate and destigmatize the industry um, and also create more pathways. Um, and one of those pathways is around body and who's represented in this industry and who gets access to this industry and who's seen in the marketing. Um, and so curvy cannabis stemmed from me not seeing any curvy women in marketing for from cannabis companies um, and wanting to drive a conversation about why um, and wanting to increase the representation of curvy women um, in, in marketing. And so last year we launched with the photo shoot. So we took some really um, iconic, I would say, they got a lot of traction um, and, and were uplifted on a lot of it really like our reach on that campaign was viral compared to where we were as a brand. Um, and then this year we had a virtual summit where we invited some key thought leaders that talk about, um, we've had someone talking about um, movement, right? Like um, dancing and, and moving in your body. We had someone talking about yoga and, and how you can kind of move and feel in your body. Um, and we had someone talking about sex and talking about being present in your body and experiencing pleasure. Um, and so those were self-healing practices centered around a, a fat and curvy body. Um, and so the summit convened um, lots of women across the nation um, that were interested in learning more about cannabis use for wellness. Um, and it also got a lot of media um, sponsorship. So what I learned was like folks interested in this conversation and, and willing to start including um women in their content, curvy and fat women in their content. So that's really exciting to me. And I think it will um, con continue, <laughs> hopefully. So it's fascinating. So if for somebody who wants to, um, I mean, there's so many, so many 
questions. Like, right. So we'll, we'll start with, with just education, right? So for somebody who wants to understand the whole um, cannabis world and, and what may be or may not be a good and to decide, you know, if it's a good fit for them or not an alternative, where would you even start? Yeah. So my first is always talk to your doctor, right? Because within your body, you have an endocannabinoid system. And what that does is it helps your body um, reach homeostasis. So it's helping your body balance all, all throughout, like it's reducing inflammation. Um, so your body already produces um, uh, cannabinoids. So you have cannabinoids in your body already within your endocannabinoid system. What cannabis is, cannabis, and when I say cannabis, that's both referring to um, THC and CBD and all of the cannabinoids. There's so many cannabinoids Mm -hmm. that we don't even know exist, THCA, all of these things. Um, You're getting photo, right? So like these are plant-derived cannabinoids that latch to your CB receptors um, and help your body to reach homeostasis. Now everybody's what everybody is different. So like Mm -hmm. what your body might need is different than what my body might need. And so while I might be testing and trying different things and I can say, Hey, this is how it affects me. It might affect you completely differently because you're on some sort of medication because you have some sort of um, other thing. So my first recommendation is to talk to your doctor about what's going on in your body and what are the, and treat it like a, a medicine, right? Like what are the things that you want to experience? For me, I experienced chronic stomach pain and I wanted something to help with pain management. I also um, have a lot of anxious thoughts and I wanted something that could help calm my anxious thoughts. Um, and so once I was able to have that conversation about what I'm looking for from the plant, right? And then you can talk to your doctor about where you are, what you're taking, what other medicines you're taking. Um, then you you start researching my, my second thought is terpenes and flavonoids. A lot of times folks and, and um, cannabinoids, right? Um, a lot of times folks talk about strains when it comes to cannabis, like, oh, I might take the, um, my favorite is chocolate mint OG. I might, might take cho- chocolate mint OG. It's not about the strain. It's about the terpene profile and the, um, the cannabinoids that are within that, right? Like, so uh, I like chocolate mint OG because it has a higher, um, it's like a one-to-one, it has a higher CBD ratio. Mm -hmm. And so it helps with pain management better with me. Um, And it also is an indica and and helps me have a better, um, it's an indica dominant. So it helps me like have a better um, calming, relaxing experience instead of an energizing, like um, paranoid experience, which can happen in other um, things. But the, the terpenes are the aromatics within the plant. So like if you think about lavender essential oil, um, linenol is a, a terpene that is also found in some cannabis um, plants. And so that is actually a relaxing, um, you know, you, you put lavender on your pillow to sleep at night, right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. Lavender it, is actually so. You- so um, I'm sorry, Jess, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it just it sounds like um, there, there's a lot to know, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot to know, and and I'm uh, just given the the medical community that we live in now, um, I'm wondering how many of our uh, Western doctors are up to speed on this, and then also, you know, the visits are five minutes long, and so is it? Is there? 
um, I don't know, are there resources or do you have a website or a place that people could go to learn more and just to start the conversation? Yeah. Are are Um, there specific doctors like that you could go to? Right. So that, cause that's one of the things that, and, and what you're talking about is really dear to our hearts because we are finding that, as you say, people are so different. Right. And what's Mm -hmm. your vegan works for you. And I need to eat meat. I'm a a meat eater. Um, Mm -hmm. Vegetables don't work great for me. So so we're all different. And so we need to find this um, team, if you will, of people that can help us really take learn how to take really exquisite care of ourselves. But it's got to be to ourselves. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I think that that is contrary to Western medicine right now. Right. Right. Um, I think that for resources, I would start Leafly has a really great um, resource guide that talks about the different strains of cannabis and what's in them. Um, I, your most doctors in Michigan or in legal states um, have some understanding, but you can, um, you can Google different like medical, um, providers that are cannabis friendly. Um, There are lots of, you can go to a dispensary or a provisioning center um, and see when you, you, you're going to need a med card in order to go into a provisioning center, unless you go to a a recreational um, retail. But my, the bud tenders at, at the retail locations have a lot of knowledge about the different plants. Um, and Leafly, um, Discover, Lantern, Lantern is another website um, that kind of does a lot of education. And honestly, my is Google, like Google the thing. So if there's a certain symptom that you think cannabis could help, I have a Actually, it's a book. It's called the Cannabis Health Index, and it takes all of the research of cannabis and rates different um, ailments based on how well the research shows that it can can affect. Right. So you'll have a cannabis health index score of three or a cannabis health index score of five. And then they have the research backing it Um, and it tells you what type of things. That's a resource that you can get off of Amazon. Um, But my first thought is talk to your, your primary care provider, right? See what they know. Um, secondly, Google your, your ailment, like whatever you're looking to treat um, and see if there has been research or people who have experienced using it. Um, three, go to a retail and talk to folks who are actually working with the plants every day um, and, and who can give you the knowledge that they have about them. And then four, like, um, use the the resources that exist and it could be the cannabis health index. It could be lantern.com, um, which is, uh, provides, and I'll put this in the chat, some links in the chat for you, but, um, they have lots of resources for you to know and leafly. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. Wow. So- and also, um, Jess, you and your wife, you guys uh, run a bed and breakfast, right? For cannabis users. Tell us about that. Yeah. That's fascinating. So if you want to go to a <laughs> yeah. place where it's yeah. uh, welcomed, it's your, it's you, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're in Detroit um, and we have one bedroom right now that we um, rent out one of my one of my, we, we got engaged in um, Paris um, at Moulin Rouge and, and our trip oh. to Europe, the reason why it was, was possible was because of Airbnb, right? Like we were able to stay and rent out apartments and cook our own food. And it was like in that moment that I realized like, this is really providing access, right? To mm-hmm. tourists, right. Yeah. to travelers Pathway, and to yeah. um, 
it's it's a better experience in my opinion because you can like do the things that you want and really get to know the culture of the communities. Um, and so I knew at that point that when I owned a home, I wanted to do something with Airbnb. Um, and when I started looking at pathways into the cannabis industry, right? Like moved back home, it became legal and that's what I wanted. Um, I would have to take a huge transition in my career because the market is not yet where I would want it to be um, in terms of pay, right? Like I would have to be very entry level um, in in order to, to hop into cannabis. And I wasn't able to make that transition financially, right? To jump full force in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was looking for ways. That's why I started doing social media and content development. And I was looking for ways to have a pathway into the, the industry. And so I was like, people are going to be traveling. They come here. They want to try these, uh, the, the adult use uh, retail stores, right? Um, and how can we use what we have to do something that we're already good at? Um, and connect to the community and the industry. And so we opened our doors in January of 2019. We listed on Bud and Breakfast, which is a platform similar to Airbnb, but it's focused on um, places that are cannabis positive. And we have since hosted over 250 guests. Um, we've launched different prototypes. Um, So when COVID hit, we obviously closed our doors, um, but we opened our yard. We did a garden party um, (laughs) package where folks could, we got, you can get catering. We we partner with cannabis infused caterers um, and you can have like a garden party where you have an infused meal and you can hang out for a little while. Um, And We've just been prototyping and learning. And honestly, I've met everybody that I've needed to meet in the industry in my dining room, right? Um, (laughs) So that has been exciting and it's been really fruitful. And I've connected with um, a lot of people and learned a lot about the community and what consumers are looking for. That's fascinating. Yeah, I love that. That is, um, I don't know, it's like at your core, right? It's like practicing what you preach at your core. It's so authentic. Um, (laughs) It's beautiful. It, it is really beautiful. Is. Yeah. yeah. What what yeah. is what's next for you, Jess? What is, what do you have in in mind for the future? So my I'm actually working on like as I talk about creating pathways, right? I feel like I need some I need a model. I need something to demonstrate. Like I'm thinking about my cousins and my students in my classroom, right? Like if I'm saying that cannabis is a viable industry, um how do I prove that to them? And so I've been able to create opportunity out of out of my home, right? Like I've been able to do things, but um, I want to grow that. I want to expand that impact, um, and I'm looking to become a licensed um, a licensee holder. Uh, I want to launch a retail. Um, I want to launch a social consumption lounge, um, and I want to launch a cultivation in Detroit. And I want to use those as a a way to build an apprenticeship model that's going to help folks learn about the industry and learn about starting their own business um, and be able to eventually um, incubate and and provide funding to um, different cannabis businesses owned by folks um, from Detroit and and brown and black folks. So that's my goal. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm pitching to investors right now. Um, We'll see. We'll see how that that unfolds. But I I feel I feel really good about it. Wow. <laughs> I'm just like, my brains are spinning. 
<laughs> so but, wonderful yeah. knowing she's out there, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And also, um, yeah, I, I just worked, I had worked with a, uh, nonprofit that I helped start called, um, um, the positive zone. And we spent a lot of time in uh, Detroit public schools working with high school students. And I loved the students, but I also, um, I'm an entrepreneur by heart and I do, um, uh, business consulting. And, but, and in my heart, I, you could just see these kids that had so much dreams and ideas and they just needed help, right? Just help and guidance with the steps on what it takes because, as you know, as an entrepreneur, it's a lot of work. And mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of tenacity and and commitment and all that goes with it. But at the same time, you couldn't imagine not doing it, right? Um, and so I love – I just – I love – it just makes my heart sing, the things that you're talking about. So we, um, we at Good Fat Life want to support you in any way possible. Mm-hmm. And um, look forward to hearing more. And then, so do you have a website or a place that people could learn more about you? Yeah. So we are at copperhousedet.com is where you can find the bed and breakfast and the community driven work I've been doing. And then for social media content, we're at loud.social. So that's where you can see some of our content marketing. Um, But I am also on LinkedIn at Jess Jackson, um, and I'm on Instagram at loud.social and Copperhouse DT. Okay. okay. Fantastic. Is there, is there anything you want to say before we say goodbye uh, for now? Oh. It's just <laughs> something. I want to say thank you for creating space to have a conversation that a lot of folks, I think, are afraid of. Right. Like, I think that we've learned. Um, I'm, I'm, I say this all the time, but I'm a product of dare. Right. Like I've, my, my father also battled addiction. Um, so when it comes to talking about cannabis, I've been trained and socialized to think about it as a harmful drug. Right. Um, and so battling that and destigmatizing that takes a lot of work and it takes folks like you that are willing to engage um, with the industry and and have honest conversations about where we are. So thank you for holding space. Um, thank you for letting me show up authentically um, and, and keep, keep inspiring that good fat life. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank well, you. thank you so, so much. much. And, and, you know, to your credit, um, we heard you talk and just said, we want to know more. Yes. We just love this woman and we want to know more. So um, thank you for filling yeah, th- our space. I mean, and yeah. Thank you for just Wonderful. being you. And it takes a lot of courage to, to be authentic. Um, mm-hmm. it, it does. And so we're just so grateful that people like you are in the world that, that we can have conversations with and we can all learn from, right. And grow awesome. from. So, so yeah. Okay. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Well, keep, keep it, keep up, keep it, keep on keeping on, Jess. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure yeah, we'll have you. lots more thank conversations. You. This is just the beginning. So yeah. yeah. What a wonderful talk. All right, well, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jess. Great week. Yeah. You too. <laughs> wow, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Every week we have a new person and it's just like, wow, like just another way to see things, right? People are doing such amazing things, you know, and that's, that was the whole, um, genesis behind good fat life is is um there's so many people that are doing such cool things and so many people that are looking for the cool things that people are doing right so it's a way that we can connect yeah um so you can find us at goodfatlife.com 
com or on Facebook at Inspired Good Fat Life. Uh, so I guess All right. we're out of here. It's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.